Predict, pick, and prevail in your fantasy football league with the help of our starting lineup. At host to quarterback the show, we have Nick Giacobbe. Up next, a dual threat in Dynasty and Daily Fantasy, we have Cody Repass. And finally, working the waiver wire, we have Nick Cap. These are your playmakers that will provide you with sleepers, breakouts, and busts to help you achieve fantasy glory. This is the Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to episode 27 of the Primetime Fantasy Podcast, where we give you our predictions, our picks, in the hopes that we help you prevail in week 13 and the rest of the 2021 fantasy football season. I am your host, Nick Giacobbe, and joining me is Nick Cap. Nick, will week 13 be a lucky number or an unlucky number? How are we feeling? I'm superstitious about the number, but forget the forget the number 13. We're, you know, if this was last year, we're next week is fantasy playoffs. Now we're only two weeks away. This is crazy. This season's flown by. It has flown by, and I haven't even really thought about the playoffs and I'm projected to make the playoffs in all four of my leagues, which is great, but I'm not locked in. I think I'm locked into one of them, maybe two, depending on records and stuff like that. But um, still a lot to be still a lot to be said, a lot to be done, a lot of roster moves and points to be had or lost. So let's get right into it. We're going to try to help you guys as best as we can for this week with our new segment, Lock, Flop, and Rapid Fire. Start, sit. All right. If you're new to the show, if this is your first time listening and or watching, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. We do the show on Tuesdays, on Fridays, and live on Sundays. For the Tuesdays and the Friday shows, it's going to be on the audio version anywhere where you can find a podcast. You can find us, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, any of those places where a podcast can be found. If you're on Apple slash iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a review. It really does go a long way. If you would prefer to watch and listen to the show, go to our YouTube channel, Primetime Fantasy Podcast. For the show on Sundays, it is live. We do it on Twitter. We do it on Facebook. We do it on YouTube. We want to answer all of your questions. We want to run through every single game. We want to give you injury updates. Nick will be at the Jets game on Sunday, so we're going to do an early show. Um, I'll let you make the call, Nick. We're we doing eight. We're we doing eight thirty. What do we want to do? Go eight thirty. All right. No, no eight thirty. What are we going for? Half hour, hour. We're kind of deciding this on the fly. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. Okay. We'll All right. So we're going to start at eight thirty. Eight thirty sharp. A eight thirty a.m. Eastern time. Sunday morning, answer all of your questions. We're going to post a question graphic on our social channels on Saturday, so you can get your questions in. We'll answer them if you don't want to catch that replay. Um, also on top of that, we are going to be on the color cast app. If you are on, I believe it's on, but it's definitely on the Apple store. And I think it's also on the Google play store app is called color cast. We're going to be commentating the Denver Broncos versus the uh, Kansas city chiefs uh, game on Sunday night, the whole game. And it's not going to be like a play by play. It's more going to be like a conversation. It'll be like a live stream. Do you have anybody going in that game? I have Tyree kill and I may have Trevante Williams. Uh, I have Tyreek. I have. Javante, uh, and I have Travis Kelsey. So okay. I got three of them. It's going to be a mix of fantasy talk and NFL talk. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll be talking throughout the entire game. We're going to be talking during halftime. We're going to have a game plan in place, but at halftime, we'll probably just run through every game. And the cool part about this app is we can actually bring any of you in as a guest speaker. Um, there's really no rules when it comes to 
uh language and stuff like that except for the obvious ones so uh you know we'll see how it goes but we may bring a couple of our friends in to speak answer some questions do a little q a have some fun conversations we'll see who we're playing in fantasy this week maybe we'll bring in some people that we're actually facing in fantasy that'd be a lot of fun too <laughs> um, but anyway it's the color cast app we really would appreciate you guys hopping in and listening to us even if it's for five minutes ten minutes we're going to be there for three hours. It's an audio-only stream. It's not video, so you can still watch the game, throw a headphone in, and listen to us just banter and talk about football. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's a big opportunity for me and Nick, so please tune into that ColorCast app. We could post the link to all our social channels. That's where you could find us on Sunday. All right, first segment, injury updates and news. I checked this morning, and I said, man, we're not going to have a lot of updates because it's Wednesday when we're recording. We just did our Tuesday show yesterday. We got a lot of injury updates for you guys. So uh, again, it's Wednesday, December first, when we're recording this. You're listening on December third. First update: Antonio Brown is expected expected to miss at least the next two weeks with the sprained ankle he suffered in Week Six. Nick, he's been out now for six weeks with his sprained ankle. Is I don't it, think it's a sprained ankle. It is. I I don't know what it is. I, I'm, There's something there that they're not telling I'm us. I'm so right? shocked. This dude's averaging the sixth most fantasy points per game for a wide receiver, and he has not seen the field in like seven weeks. I think he's still like within the top 25 wide receivers because of how many points he was putting up. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to speculate on what's going on, however – there's something else going on, whether it's an injury or not. There's some reason why Antonio Brown is not on the football field. And he was never put on IR. Maybe he re-aggravated the ankle. But for an ankle injury that's yeah, sprained for six weeks. He was projected to play. So, yeah. For six, week, for six weeks, he either re-injured it or there's something else that they're not telling us. But yeah. um, it's a shame because he seemed like a pretty big steal in round 10. He was winning people fantasy matchups. Like He was the sole reason why people were winning fantasy matchups because you drafted a guy in round 10 thinking he didn't get you – 12 or 13 maybe and antonio brown was averaging like 20 so um it's been a big blow to people that have antonio brown i definitely wouldn't recommend him as a keeper for next year uh for the giants we have a slew of injuries daniel jones neck he had a limited practice today he's week to week mike lennon could start we don't know sterling shepherd and Kadarius tony are both injured still they were out last week uh sterling shepherd was a quad Kadarius tony is both a quad and an oblique that he injured during the Bucks games, really not much to say there. The Giants have been injured the whole season. There's really no playable Giant right now. Darren Waller is knee week to week. He did not practice with his, uh, what was it, an IT sprain? Is that what it was called? Fake injury. Yeah, That's what it was um, called. Whatever it was. Um, it's a rest day. So I don't think Darren Waller is going to play. But again, we're recording on Wednesday. If he practices Thursday, Friday, then, you know, he may play. Devontae Parker has missed the last four games. I believe it was a hamstring injury. He was on – he practiced today. He wasn't limited in practice, so he could come off the IR. Um, Nick, is he somebody that you're going to play this week if he is coming off the IR? Uh, Miami plays the Giants. It's a pretty good matchup. Uh, Giants secondary has looked pretty good recently, but I still think it's Jasicki Waddle show every single week. I like Parker's talent a lot. Um, but I just think, you know, Fl Flores has done a great job you know, in recent weeks, readjusting the offense to Tua to Jacecki and Waddle, and that's your game plan um, with some Miles Gaskin in there. I think he sticks to the game plan that's been working for the last three weeks. Yeah, I wouldn't play him yet. I need to see how he is coming off the injury, especially with it being a hammy. Um, I need him to get on the field and just see how he does. For the Arizona Cardinals, Chase Edmonds will not return until the Rams game in week 13, so it looks like he's still a week and a half out. Um, or it was at 14. Well, 
They're not playing. It must be 14 because they're not yeah. playing the Rams this week. Week 14. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray both um, were limited today. I think this was, this was the first time that Hopkins, I think, had a limited practice in a couple weeks. As for Kyler, he said he's hopeful that he'll play this Sunday. So, um, Melvin Gordon did not practice with a shoulder and hip injury. We'll monitor that throughout the week. If he doesn't play, Javante Williams is a big time start this week on Sunday oh, yeah. football. Uh, it's time to hand over the keys to the kingdom with him. I hope I do have him in my dynasty league. I'm pretty excited about that one. Uh, I actually saw, um, this is funny, Nick. I saw a fantasy analyst on Twitter. I forget who it was. He had a blue check mark though, which I don't know how much that means, but anyway, uh, he had a rough top 20 for next year. And I think Javante Williams was in that top 20. So I think I could keep him in our league. I'd have to look at the list. I think I could keep it. That'd be pretty, that'd be a pretty dope keeper if I can. Yeah, that'd be cool. Jalen Hurts' ankle, he did say to the media he's going to play on Sunday against Nick's Jets. So sorry, Nick. You're probably going to see a good old L um, at MetLife. Met life. Did I do it right? <laughs> um, i got to have my fun. Justin Fields, uh, his ribs, he will practice today or did practice today, but Nagy also said that Andy Dalton is getting starting reps. I don't see Justin Fields starting another game for that team because Matt Nagy does love Andy Dalton, and the system is <laughs> – Centered around Andy Dalton, so I don't think Fields is going to see the field. Um, what do you think, Nick? You think Fields is going to start an another game, or if Dalton's healthy, it's the Andy Dalton show for the rest of the year? I, I think Fields will see the field. I think I think he's played. He hasn't played great. None of the rookie quarterbacks, other than Mac, really have. But I, I think they got to keep him out there. I, I don't see a reason to play Andy Dalton. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. DeAndre Swift, this is the biggest news of the day, really. I don't know why I didn't open with this, I guess, because it's just how I kind of wrote down the notes. Uh, DeAndre Swift could miss a couple weeks with a sprained shoulder. Um, and then Dan Campbell also said that they're going to lean on Jamal Williams this week. We're in week 13 out of 17, or 18 weeks, really, but 17 games. Why would they even play another snap with DeAndre Swift? The Lions haven't won a game. I don't see a reason why DeAndre Swift even takes the field the rest of the year. There's just no reason to. If he's already banged there, up, I'm going to tell you exactly why. It's because Dan Campbell picked DeAndre Swift in the third round of his fantasy draft. That's the only reason he's going to see the field. I mean, if he does miss a couple weeks, he could be back by week 15, the start of the playoffs. But still, like, Jamal Williams needs to be owned in 100% of leagues right now. Yep. Um, and he was at 46%. You're in a playoff before, roster. Before, before the waivers clear this morning, before waivers clear this morning, I think Jamal Williams – was at 45% or something like that, but he should be at 100 right now. Yeah. Especially if you own Swift, but even if you don't, snack him up. Yeah. Uh, JD McKissick, he has a concussion, pretty bad concussion. It sounds like I forget if he was carted off or something on Monday Night Football. He was but carted off. Yeah. So it must be a pretty bad concussion. Um, We'll see if he plays this week. He's been the receiving threat for the football team, but if he does, if Gibson has a great matchup this week against the Raiders. And if McKissick doesn't play, Gibson's going to end up being a top five back for the third time in like four weeks. So. Gibson's starting the play to where he was drafted, to his ADP. He got his rest after that shin injury with the bye week, and he's been a monster ever since. Yeah, so basically. He's healed up, and he's been good. Yeah. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, uh, he had a concussion on Sunday, but he was a full participant in practice today. I didn't see that he cleared concussion protocol, but maybe he did excuse a full participant, so I'm not really worried yeah. about him. And last bit of news, AP all day has been signed to the Seahawks practice squad. He's not been elevated to, to, the, um, to the main uh, starting roster full roster i don't know what to call it thinking about wrestling main roster um i'm a seahawks fan i'm not excited for it like whatever it's it's whatever the team is terrible there's no excitement with that team whatever i don't you care. need a veteran leader once russ shuts it down for the year and then winds up being an eagle next season 
he, he shouldn't be an eagle. That'd be stupid. <laughs> He'd be stupid. If Ross is going to go anywhere, he should go to like New Orleans. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's another good one. Oh, that'd be. That would suck. <laughs> uh, please, not Pittsburgh. Miami. No, Miami. I would love to rock a Dolphins jersey no. on the show next year. I would rock that every single week. I, would I like even, New Orleans too. New Orleans I, I would. I would even game. cut out a Dolphins jersey for that plaque right there. I'll put it right over that. Nick would change his fandom in a heartbeat. <laughs> he would be a- no, no. It's it's no because I'm annoyed at the Seahawks. So it's Russell Wilson first, and the Seahawks are like somewhere because <laughs> I'm annoyed at the way that they've been handling things. They're stupid. I'm not even going to get into it. There's not a Seahawks show anyway. Let's go to segment two, lock, flop. We're going to tell you our favorite locks and flops for each position. Let's start with the quarterbacks. Nick, who is your quarterback lock of the week? Mine is Derek Carr going up against Washington, number 32 ranked defense against all quarterbacks. Um, Matchups just there, four four o'clock matchup. All the quarterbacks in those four o'clock slots always feel like they always do better. Um, I'm not concerned about Carr. I know he's had a couple of rough weeks um, in and out with all the adjustments to the team, but – Derek Carr up against one of the worst, the worst defense to fantasy quarterbacks. I'll take that all day. For me, it's uh, Kirk Cousins. He's right at the 11 spot when it comes to average points per game. Um, and if you look at the whole season, he's currently at one, two, three, four, four, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, he's ninth on the year in terms of fantasy points when it comes to quarterbacks. He has a great matchup this week against the Lions. The Lions are a terrible football team. Uh, I will say this, though. Kirk Cousins' worst game, this, this doesn't help my case. Kirk Cousins' second worst game this year was actually against the Lions. And I'm pretty sure I also picked Kirk Cousins as my lock of the week. Um, but still, I think I think Kirk's going to have a great week this week. I think he ends up being a top 10 quarterback, which is the point of this segment. So I would play Kirk Cousins. Definitely Adam Thielen and uh, Justin Jefferson should be locked into your lineup. Same with Alexander Madison. I think they're all going to have great games because the Lions were competing uh, back in week three or four when they played. And I just feel like the Lions now, they, they're kind of, I think they're burned out. I think they might lose every game except for that tie. So, uh, Nick, who's your quarterback flop of the week? I call him out from time to time. And Nick thinks I hate him. I don't hate him, but he's struggling. It's Josh Allen. Josh Allen going up, going up to Foxborough. Uh, actually, at home against uh, New England. Yep. But bad weather. Bill Belichick, absolute demon against Buffalo. Um, I have zero concern. I think New England's the better football team. New England's the number two team against quarterbacks this year um, over the last four weeks, which includes a matchup to Jacksonville, the Jets, New Orleans, and Indy. Three of those four teams have bottom five uh, um, or bottom five defenses in the league. Um, you got nine points, 20, 16, 26. Um, not bad weeks, but when you also count that he has eight turnovers over those four weeks, Bill Belichick is going to go get that ball from Josh Allen. I think the Patriots pull off an upset. You saw Brady struggle against him. There's no doubt Josh Allen will as well. I don't know what the over-under is on that game, but I would smash the under. And I'm taking Mac Jones as my bust on the week. I had him as the, as a lock on the week last week, and he finished in the top. He's finished at number five in terms of quarterback scoring. I had him finishing 11 or 10. Um, so he actually outplayed my projection when I locked him in. I'm flopping in this week, though. The Buffalo Bills have surrendered the least amount of points to fantasy quarterbacks. Um, as much as I like to praise Mac Jones, he scored under 15 points. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven times this season. I don't think he's going to get over 15. I don't think he gets in the top 10. He may not even scratch the top 20 this week. That Bills defense is pretty tough. I know the Colts put up a lot of points on them, but that was the Jonathan Taylor show. That wasn't the uh, Carson Wentz show. So I am flopping Mac Jones uh, this week. Uh, wide receivers, Nick, who is your lock for wide receivers? 
I have Mike Evans. Mike Evans, you're locking him up every single week, but it's not because I have Mike Evans as a lock of the week. It's because I say he finishes as a top three wide receiver this week going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Mike Evans destroys Atlanta every single time they face, every single time he's been in this division. He absolutely smokes them uh, earlier this year. Um, when he played them, he dropped 24 and a half points. He's going to have another massive week. That was only with nine targets and with Antonio Brown still out there. No AB. Mike Evans is going to be the, the red zone threat. And also Gronk was out there that week. So Evans managed to put up that kind of performance. I think t- Gronk was the tight end one or two that week um, with Antonio Brown, who was being a monster. Now it's it should be Mike Evans' show. I think he goes for over 30 easily. You know what I hate, Nick? The Atlanta Falcons. I hate the Atlanta Falcons. Um, for me, my lock of the week is going to be Hunter Renfro. He had 21 points on Thanksgiving. He's currently the wide receiver 21. Really outplayed his ADP. I- I'm not even sure he was drafted in most leagues. Maybe rounds 12 to 14. Um, but he's really outplayed his ADP. He's at over 15 fantasy points um, five times. He's only had under 10 uh, twice. So he's been a pretty reliable receiver going up against the football team's defense that's give surrender the most fantasy points to wide receivers. I think Hunter Renfro, um, especially without Darren Waller being there, I think Carr is going to throw a lot of balls to him against the football team. So I'm saying that Renfro's a lock this week. Put him in your flex spot. Put him as your wide receiver too. Renfro's going to get you a good amount of points. What about your flop on the week, Nick? Who's your flop at wide receivers? Mine's all the Giants wide receivers. They're all dinged up. And we, you know, I know somebody's going to look at that lineup that doesn't know too much about fantasy and is going to say Miami number 30th to wide receivers. This projection's above double digits. I have to lock them in. No, you don't. The matchup's not always the case. This is a season long over the last four weeks. Miami's defense has been extremely good. They're going to limit those wide receivers. The Giants have been a little hot recently. I don't think that carries over. I think the Giants get destroyed by Miami. I think Miami's the better football team. I think they show it this week. I think those wide receivers struggle. We're all dinged up, and I think somebody's going to play them, seeing that beautiful projection uh, with a beautiful green number 30 uh, next to that Miami name, and it's just not going to pan out like you think it will. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. I wouldn't play any Giants wide receiver right now. Uh, for me, I'm not playing Elijah Moore or any Jets wide receivers. The Philly defense has been pretty good against wide receivers. They're currently ranked fifth on fantasy pros against wide receivers, and I think they're fourth or third on ESPN, so they haven't given up a lot of points. And Elijah Moore put up a stinker last week. I think it was under 10 fantasy points. might have been just at 10, and I had him. He had a great match against the Texans. I had him as my lock of the week, and I was wrong. This week, he's my flop of the week, so we'll see if I'm wrong again on Elijah Moore, but I'm, I think he's a flop. I wouldn't play him in a flex spot. 12 minutes, I don't care. Like There's too many receivers available. I wouldn't play him. What about running backs, Nick? Who's your lock of the week? Mine's Jamal Williams. You're picking him up off the waivers. I think people should know to lock him in, but there's a little fear of uh, Lions in there. Um, the the Vikings are number 22 against running backs in the league. That's mid to low end uh, in comparison. I think Jamal Williams is extremely talented. When he had to step up for Aaron Jones last year, he did it. When he steps up for DeAndre Swift early on in the year, he did it. He performed. I think he has no problem doing it again and giving you – 15 to 20 points without a problem, even if they can't find the end zone. Do you know what team is ready to the second most fantasy points to ride uh, the running backs? I think it's a team with the same record as the New York Jets. You're correct. It is the Seattle Seahawks who have given up a lot of points to running backs. One of my favorite things in this live flop segment is just to pick the running back that's facing the Seahawks because they usually just torch them. I had Gibson last week torch them. 
Um, I think I had the Packers running back the week before. I don't know. I've called it a couple of times. They ripped them apart. It's really bad. Uh, so I'm picking Elijah Mitchell in his last four weeks, 16, 9, 19, 12, 9, 27. He's a top three fantasy running back last week. He's going to be a top three fantasy running back this week again against the Seahawks defense. That's not very good. The Seahawks are not going to look pretty. Um, so, yeah, I'm picking Elijah Mitchell. I think it's a, I think it's a great call. And he's been a great pickup off the waiver wire this year um, after Raheem Mostert um, broke his glass knee in, like, week one or something like that. Raheem must start. Yeah, and then, and then yeah, I had him in my daily lineup. I did. What a mess. Uh, who's your running back bust on the week, Nick? Mine is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, two weeks ago, he came back from his injury, and Andy Reid said he's good to go. He's playing his normal workload, and his normal workload was getting out-snapped and out-touched by Darrell Williams. Um, I think Williams, you could get away with a better start. Uh, Clyde finished with 15 with a touchdown. He only had two targets in the game and had 12 touches. Darrell Williams had 14 touches. Um, so, you know, if you're getting 12 touches from a running back um, that needs to find the end zone, it's not your best shot especially when you're going up against Denver's front seven, which has been a focal point of their team and a reason that they're still in the playoff hunt. You know, David Montgomery was a league winner last year. I think he had like over 20 fantasy points for like three or four straight weeks. He's the reason that uh, Jake made the um, uh, the championship in our league. I think he beat you, um, David yep. Montgomery. Uh, but in, in his last... He's only cracked over 15 fantasy points twice this year. He said under 10 twice. I don't like the matchup against the Cardinals. They've uh, given up the second least amount of fantasy points to running back, so that does worry me a bit. Um, I don't think it's going to be a pretty game. I think the Cardinals will come out healthy. I think Kyler and the and the boys are going to have a lot of points, and I think it's going to be a mauling. I think the Bears are going to retreat to their Cubs and hide out for the winter like uh, like like a bunch of squirrels because I would stay far away from the all Bears this week um, against the Cardinals. It's going to be a pretty bad one. I don't know what the spread is. I think it's 10 and a half. I'm still taking the Cardinals because the Bears are not a good football team. So, on to uh, tight ends. Who's your tight end lock of the week? Mine's Kyle Pitts. I think a lot of people have started fading him because of uh, the struggle with the end of the season. I know we don't like those Atlanta Falcons. We don't like any of them. Uh, but Kyle Pitts is talented. He's averaging seven targets per game over the last five weeks, which has been a struggling period. So he's still seeing the workload. And in those games, he had Gilmore following him, Lattimore, St- um, Trayvon Diggs. New England's defense and Jacksonville, who's been pretty consistent against tight ends because the cornerbacks are terrible. Um, so I don't have too much of a concern for Kyle Pitts. I think you could still lock him in. I think he has no problem being that talent and getting seven targets and delivering against Tampa Bay, who is number 26 against the tight ends this year. I hate the Falcons. Uh, for me, it's going to be Pat Fryermuth. Um, he, he's had he's been really productive, especially since Eric Ebron um, went out with his injury over the last six weeks. Um, Fryermuth has had over eleven fantasy points in five of them. He's only had under ten in one of those weeks, and I know it's not a large number, but that's a tight end. Like if you get tight uh, ten points in your tight end slot every week, it's pretty solid. And, and the crazy part is in those last. Um, in, in those last six weeks, you know, he, he is averaging basically a touchdown. Um, he does have uh, five touchdowns, but his targets are great. Seven, six, nine, seven, four. He's averaging six, seven targets a game for a tight end. That's a lot of volume, especially in the PPR league. He has a great matchup against the Ravens, ranked seventh against the tight. Uh, he gives up the seventh most points to a tight end. So I think the Steelers offense right now is kind of Najee Harris, Pat Fryer, Muth. That's kind of what Noodle Arm can do. Those are within five, 10 yards. Um, he did, he's, he airs it out to Deontay or Claypool once in a while, but I think the safe plays are Najee and Pat Fryermuth. So, um, I think he's going to have a good game against the Ravens. Uh, and who's your flop of the week, Nick? 
On CJ Hawkinson, just like I talked about Pitts' struggles and you know <laughs> where they're coming from, well, Hawkinson's having worse struggles, in my opinion. Over the last three weeks, he's averaging about eight points per game with a goose egg in there. Um, the two weeks where he had double digits, it was eight targets with six catches, pretty solid against Cleveland um, for 50 yards. And then the week after, he had three targets for three catches and 35 yards, and the touchdown made his week. Um, that's pretty much what you're going to need. Minnesota's top three against the tight end um, position. Hawkinson's been struggling lately since their bye week. Um, I just can't trust him, especially knowing Swift isn't out there. Usually, you're really usually defenses are really good on the interior or on the exterior. Minnesota is extremely weird. They're good against the interior, but they're not good against the run. Doesn't make too much sense. Um, but I think that's why I said lock Jamal Williams earlier, and is why I'm going to say flop TJ Hawkinson here. For me, I'm flopping Dawson Knox, and I've been a Dawson Knox guy the whole season. I picked them up in our league, and I bet him and Gusecki running uh, neck and neck. He's been a top 10 uh, tight end on the year. He's become Josh Allen's favorite target in the red zone. However, he's facing Bill Belichick, and I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think Bill Belichick's going to try to take away um, Josh Allen's favorite targets, and that includes Dawson Knox. The Patriots' defense has surrendered the third least amount of fantasy points to tight ends. So I think they're going to guard the tight end well. I think they're going to guard Dar- uh, Dawson Knox well. I think he's tight end or bust. I don't think he's getting more than three receptions. So you're praying for a touchdown. And if he gets that touchdown, great. If he doesn't get that touchdown, I don't think you're getting a good game from Dawson Knox this week. All right. We're going to end the show with some rapid fire. Start, sit. One guy from every single team, every game. We'll let you know which one we'd rather play. Leonard Fournette or Cordell Patterson, two top ten running backs on the season. <sighs> That, that just, you know, I was ready to talk, and then I just had to hear the fact that Cordell Patterson and Leonard Fournette, the Leonard Fournette that got cut by Jacksonville for James Robinson last year, and Cordell Patterson, who's been a backup special teams player, who's now the third-string safety for the Atlanta Falcons as well. Not sure who's seen that, um, but they list them as a third-string. Um, and I can't uh, believe Le- Leonard it. Fournette, Leonard Fournette's actually at number five, and Patterson's at nine. Well, I'm going with number nine. I can't believe it. It took me 13 weeks to come around, but I'm going to do it. Cordell Patterson, go, go off, go off, go have a day. Um, I'm taking. I'm playing. I'm playing. Uh, Fournette. The Falcons are giving up the 11th most points to running backs. Tampa Bay is giving up the fourth least amount of points to running backs. Tampa Bay really only has to worry about Fournette. I wouldn't is worry Cordell about anybody Patterson else on that team. Back? So, is he a running back? I don't know if I count. He's a special. He's he, he's a, a special team Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there you go. I'm going to play Fournette though. James Conner or David Montgomery? Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Montgomery. I think if I think uh, Conner's workload goes down if Kyler Murray gets back in that lineup, and the Bears are gonna run the ball no matter what. They've shown uh, their willingness to do that ever since Matt Nagy gave up play calling. So I think Montgomery will outtouch James Conner even if uh, the Bears are down most of the game. I just think that's their only way to stay in the game. I'm going to go with James Conner because I think even if Kyler's back, he's not 100%. He may not want to run as much. I'm sure he'll do a read option or two, but I'll take James Conner. He's been a really solid running back, top 15 fantasy running back on the season, and the Bears' defense is not great, so give me Conner. Mike Williams or T. Higgins? I'm going to go with Mike Williams. I think T. Higgins has been really consistent, really solid, um, but Mike Williams can have a big day against Cincinnati. Uh uh, the Chargers have been extremely good against wide receivers this year, and we all, have, me and Nick, have said this for weeks now. There's too many mouths to feed in that offense. T. Higgins just had his week. Jamar Chase didn't. It's time for Jamar Chase to go have his week again. 
The Bengals and the Chargers defenses are both top 10 in, in uh, not in allowing points to fantasy wide receivers. I, sh- I, sh- I should rephrase it. They haven't given up a lot of points to fantasy wide receivers, so neither of them have a great matchup. I'm going to take T. Higgins, though, because Mike Williams has only cracked over uh, over seven fantasy points. Seven. He's only cracked over that number once in the last six weeks. There's no consistency there. There's no reason to trust him. Um, T. Higgins, I, again, we have talked um, – about uh about the consistency but t higgins in his last five weeks he's had 13 or more points four out of five i'll take the guy that's consistent i'm gonna take t higgins alexander madison or jamal williams i told you to lock jamal williams but man if you have madison this week go play him dalvin cook always eats against the lions madison not as talented but he's not too far away um madison lock him in he should have a day against this pitiful detroit team I think it's kind of time to have this conversation. When Dalvin Cook was out, I'm pretty sure Madison was averaging like 20 points a game. Pretty sure. Madison's been pretty good this year. Um, So I'm definitely taking Madison. The Lions have surrendered the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. But if we looked at game by game, who's scored more fantasy points, who's averaged more, it might be Madison over Dalvin Cook this year. I'd, I'd have to do a deep dive into that one. Uh, Madison's average is 18. Cook's is 16. Um, it's tough, but yeah, um, it's a tough one. I, I just don't think – it's crazy to say I'm not sure the talent margin is as far of a gap as some people think that it could be. So, uh, Daniel Jones or Tua Tonga-Vailoa, I'm playing Tua. I'm going with Tua as well. i got to give this stat, and it's Nick had a different matchup here. Um, but I changed it to this one because I want to talk a little bit about Tua. Tua just had his 16th game, which would be a normal full season last year or whatever, um, but he dealt with injury. If you combine the totality of his stats from his first 16 games, he's at 26 touchdowns, which is too shy of the rookie record that was broken last year. Um, he has he has close to double-digit interceptions, maybe a little bit over normal for a rookie. Um, and his record's nine and seven. Tua's been, you know, I've been very low on Tua, but when I saw that stat line, I'm like, all right, you know, I got to give you credit. You're pretty much a rookie. You just finished your rookie year, and you would have been, you know, very close to breaking the rookie touchdown. Tua's playing better than every rookie this year, except for Mac Jones. Exactly. And he might be playing better than Mac Jones because Mac Jones is in a system and doesn't have to do much. Tua might be playing better than every rookie this year. Yeah, and Tua came in in a year where quarterbacks were just lighting it up. And it's tough when you see Herbert breaking rookie records and Joe Burrow would have had a ridiculous stat line if he stayed healthy. It's really tough to see those guys airing it out and then look at Tua and say, oh, he's on that same level. But if Tua yeah. was in this draft class, I think people would talk about Tua a lot differently than they do. He's out playing Trevor Lawrence and people said that Nick was all in on Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I was not all in on Trevor Lawrence. I said he's well, not saving I'm st- a football team. Let me say this. I'm still in on Trevor. I'm not in on Urban Meyer. As well, I don't think he's saving a football team. <laughs> two is not saving a football team either, but two is playing better than Trevor Lawrence, and that's, that's the yeah, cheapest lie on that one. Devontae Smith or Elijah Moore. Uh, Devontae Smith had a little bit of an illness today. It's not COVID. Maybe it's the flu or something. or I don't know. But I'm going to take Devontae Smith. I just explained why I'm not playing Elijah Moore. I'm taking Elijah Moore just because Jalen Hurts' passing numbers have been so low. I said it on uh, Tuesday's show. Um, you know, the concerns are there with Jalen Hurts as a passer where there's no – you cannot justify starting Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith every given week. 
um, for as talented of players as they are. Michael Pittman or Brandon Cooks? I love this question. This is such a good one. I'm going to go. I've loved Michael Pittman all year, but I think Jonathan it's the Jonathan Taylor show again against them. And I just think, you know, the Texans are going to have to pass this day in this game. So I'm going to go Brandon Cooks. I'm going to take uh, – I'm going to take Pittman because when you have a star like that who's been averaging basically uh, 80 yards and a touchdown throughout the season, he's had two bad games. He's had under 10 fantasy points both games. I think they're going to try to get him involved here against the Texans defense that's given up the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers. Colts have given up the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers, so a favorable matchup for Cooks, but both Chris Godwin and Chris Ev- – uh, both Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Chris Evans. Um, Chris Evans. Chris Evans is Captain America. Um, I do love me Chris Evans, but uh, yeah, he, he's my guy. I, I'm Team Cap, by the way, just so you guys know. I am Team Cap. I'm Team Thanos. <laughs> team Th- you're Team Thanos. Yes, I'm the Green um, Bay Packers shareholder. Th- Th- Thanos is kind of right, um, so yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know how we got off. The- oh, God, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin both limited to less than 10 fantasy points last week, so um, as much as like the matchup on Cooks on paper, I'm not sure it's a slam dunk matchup for him. Brandon Ayuk or Tyler Lockett? I'm taking Ayuk because I don't want to take any Seahawks. I don't want to say anything positive about the Seahawks right now until they prove something to me. I'm not saying anything positive. I would and Debo's say- not playing either. Debo's not playing either. So Ayuk, Ayuk, Kittle, Elijah Moore. I mean, Elijah um, Mitchell and maybe even Jimmy D and Jimmy G. Maybe they're all going to have a day. I agree with Ayuk because I think Ayuk's floor is safer. But I think Lockett has the higher ceiling in this matchup. Fair. Logan Thomas or Foster Moreau? Logan Thomas all day. I actually <laughs> dropped – I picked up Foster Moreau, and someone dropped Logan Thomas in my league, so I picked up Logan Thomas to go replace Foster Moreau. Interesting. Um, I'm just looking at the numbers right here. I'm trying to find where the Raiders are against tight ends. I'm not really seeing it. I just want to figure out how many fantasy points – Oh, the Raiders, they're, they're right at the top. That's why. The Raiders have given up the most fantasy points to tight ends, so I'll take Logan Thomas, but I think it's favorable matchups for both of these guys. If you need a streaming tight end, go take Foster Moreau. James Robinson or Daryl Henderson? I'm going to take Henderson. I think they go up. They need to get right game. Yep, yep, I think so too. And when they go up, I don't think they're going to run James Robinson too much, and if they do, he's running right into the, the grizzly bear that is Aaron Donald. Hollywood Brown or Deontay Johnson? Taking the guaranteed workload of Deontay Johnson. I, I like Hollywood Brown because I think that the Ravens, I think they need a bounce back game too. I know they just beat the Browns, but they haven't looked good in the last two weeks. So I think the Ravens are, uh, I think they need a win and I think they need um, their offense to kind of get going. But I guess the Steelers kind of do too. So I think they're both favorable matchups. So I'm going to play Hollywood Brown. Sunday night football, Javante Williams, who could end up being the starter, maybe depends on Melvin Gordon's injury, or Clyde Edwards Alaire. If Javante is the backup, I'd still play him over Clyde. I don't think Clyde's the best running back in, on the Chiefs roster right now, so I'm going to play. And I think Javante Williams is the best running back on the Broncos roster. I think he has some insane, insane weird stats this year. I think he leads the league in like uh, yards after contact. I think he leads the league in a couple other stats broken like tackles. that. Yeah, broken tackles. He's a bulldozer He's out there, man. Um, he's going to be a big time, uh, second year guy. I think next year, this year, he hasn't produced the way that we had hoped. Um, I have on all four of my teams, but, um, yeah, I think next year is going to be the Javante Williams year. Monday night football, Hunter Henry or Dawson Knox. 
I'm, I'm, I'm still taking. I, I'm taking Knox. I don't. I don't. I don't trust either of those Patriots tight ends. I don't like Knox. I said he's my flop of the week, but I'm still going to take him um, on over Hunter Henry. The Bills are top five fantasy defense against tight ends, so I don't think either of these tight ends really produce. But if you have to play one, I'm going to say uh, Dawson Knox. I agree with you. I don't think either really produces, but I'm going to go with Hunter Henry. I think. I think Henry's had a couple off weeks and they just hit the bye. I think, or not the bye. He's coming off injury. I think they look to get him back into the system immediately and get him right on Monday Night Football. Yeah. Alrighty, that was our rapid fire start sit. If you have any other start sit questions or anything else for your lineup, we will post a graphic on Saturday for our uh, on Instagram and Twitter um, to drop your questions and we'll answer them on our live show, which is Sunday morning. And if you are up at 8.30 on Sunday, join the live show. It'll be on our Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the Twitter. It's Primetime FF Pod. For Facebook and YouTube, it is Primetime Fantasy Podcast. That's the next time you'll hear from us, Sunday, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on our social channels. Aside from that, ColorCast, the app, you can download it on the App Store. It is free. It is 100% free. We'll be commentating throughout the Kansas City Chiefs versus Denver Broncos game at night, Sunday night football. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. We'll have some special guests. If you're a friend of us, reach out to us. If you want to come on, like we could bring you in and out anytime you want. Listen, just press the speak button um, and we'll bring you in. So if you're interested, reach out to us. We'll reach out to a couple people that have some guests on. Um, comment in the chat. We're going to have a lot of fun. We'll play some games. We'll do some fantasy talk. Um, if you're facing us on our fantasy matchups and you're beating us, we'll come in and talk some trash. We deserve it at that point. If we're beating you, we're going to talk some trash. It's going to be a lot of fun. Again, the app is ColorCast. It's definitely in the Apple Store. I think it might be in the Google Play Store too. Um, but, yeah, definitely check that out. We really would appreciate it. It's a big opportunity for us. So, yeah, hopefully you guys check that out and join us on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Nick, anything else you would like to say before we get out of here? Where is this fantasy season going, man? This Football seasons flew through. It's Christmas. The whole the season flew through. Everybody got everybody that mattered got hurt in week twelve. Um, playoffs are in two weeks. We had an extension. This it's so such a bizarre year. Bizarre. At least we have another week to look forward to. All right, guys, that's it. Sunday, <laughs> eight thirty a.m. and we'll talk to you. Talk to you then. Looking forward to it. Good luck in week thirteen.